Good morning, everybody. So good to see you here. Welcome to C3 Powerhouse. You may be seated. Welcome online for those who have been with us already. And I'd love for us to give a big cheer for C3 Melbourne East who are just joining us right now. Welcome on board, guys. It's great to have you with us. Uh, we are continuing our Whisper series, which is very good. John started it last week uh, on Scripture. Uh, scripture is the number one key to hearing from God. And uh, tell me who heard from God through Scripture this week. Give us a wave. Oh, quite a number of people. I, I know that I did. If you're online, just put a little waving emoji in the chat right there so we know that you're um, tapping into this. So whispering, uh, you whisper because um, God wants to be intimate with us. He wants to be close with us. You can't whisper and be far away from somebody. You won't hear them. And it's because God loves us that this whole theme that we're on right now is growing close to God so that we can learn how to hear his voice because we want to be in relationship with us and because he wants to be in relationship with us. Uh, so the whole, um, just the underlying, I'm going to be talking about a couple of ways that we can hear from God, but just, I don't know if you've started reading that book we sold. I think nearly all the copies we had last week, but I'm reading it online, The Whisper Book by Mark Batterson, who has got this um, ginormous church in Washington, uh, D.C. in America, um, who's reading that book or um, doing it through your groups, who went to a group this week and you're doing it um, online as well in Melbourne. I know we've started unpacking that. I'm going through the book online and highlighting all the great little parts of it, uh, but really, the whole um, premise is that God wants to speak to us because he wants relationships. So that's the first thing. He wants intimacy with us. The second is that the tone of how he speaks to us is always loving. It's always a loving God that is speaking to us, whether it's, um, whether it's encouragement or whether it's correction, there's still love behind it. Um, the third thing is that um, you have to listen to everything he says. All right, you can't just cherry pick the good things like the encouragement, but not the correction things. So that's the whole comfort and conviction. Uh, and to, fourthly, to hear him, you need to tune in to hearing him. Some people might say they've heard the audible voice of God. I feel like I have two times in my life, but that's not like the be all and end all. That's not like the pinnacle that you're aiming towards, that you're like, if I could just hear the audible voice of God, it's like, I want to hear him in my everyday life. I want to hear him as I go through my, I want to hear him in my quiet time. I want to hear him in church. I want to hear him as I'm making a decision, but you need to tune in, which means drowning out the other noises that are in our life and that are competing with him. So as, I'm, as I've been praying into this today, I just see um, ears being opened to the voice of God. I see um, eyes being opened as well, because I don't know if you know that scripture um, about um, write, down your, um, write down the vision and make it plain in Habakkuk. And just before it says um, they, they position themselves to hear from God, to see what the Lord would say, like normally you would hear what the Lord would say, wouldn't you think? But this is to see what the Lord would say. So often you see in pictures or you see in different ways. So it's, I can see eyes being open. I can see ears being opened. And uh, we're hearing from him today. Uh, so the seven ways, I'm just going to put them up because this is the four 
over the four weeks, this is what we're covering. Um, thank you, band. Can you give our band? They did an amazing job this morning, worshipping, bringing you guys in. So this is it. Um, I'll just move out the way so you can see online as well. So scripture, this is the number one way that God speaks to us. This is the key of keys. And John preached on it last week. It was an excellent message. If you didn't listen to it, listen to it because that is the foundation of everything else. Um, he speaks through desires. I'm going to touch on that today. He speaks through doors, whether they open, whether they close. He speaks through dreams. I'm going to be talking about that today. Uh, he speaks through promises. Promptings. Uh, when I was 16 years old, I had a prompting from God that says, when I saw John speak at a public event, I, I heard this prompting say, you're going to marry that man. Yeah. What? That was a prompting. It wasn't that I was asking God, would you speak to me about my future husband? Would you like give me a picture? It was just a prompting. And I didn't even recognize it as the Holy Spirit at the time until many years later when he'd, you know, been come a transformed life. And... Uh, <laughs> And I was like, actually, that was God. No, (laughs) that's not true. (laughs) He's heckling me from the front row so I can heckle him from the microphone. This is great. And he speaks through pain, but we're not going to talk about that today. (laughs) I don't know who's got that topic. It's like, oh, good luck to you. All right, so... We're talking about dreams. Okay, let's start with dreams because this is awesome and this is an awesome um, open your eyes to see and hear from God. And dreams is not all night dreams. There's also um, daydreams, visions, uh, um, word pictures, mental pictures, things that you see in the prophetic and so this whole unpacking of, da- of dreams is a fascinating topic, and I'm loving it because uh, I've gone on a bit of a journey of dreams, night dreams, over the last three or four years. And Mark Batterson himself, he would say he's a below average night dreamer, right? <laughs> so he doesn't spend a lot of time in the book on night dreaming, but that's okay because I'm going to spend a bit of time on it today, and you can read the uh, other chapter for the rest of it. But um, I, I would sort of like, oh, I had a dream, but it wasn't a God dream, it was a pizza dream, it was this or that or whatever, Um, until um, Teresa really unlocked that. We talked about that in the Dare to Dream that she preached um, three or four four years ago in this church, and literally from that moment on, it's unlocked God dreams and sort of given it um, credibility for me to go, okay, I don't understand, it seemed weird, it seemed crazy, but I'm just going to write it down and then ask God to unpack it for me. And I think this is where you go, um, okay, if we're learning how to hear from God through dreams, it's not just that you had the dream. It's that you ask God for the interpretation of the dream. Because so many times you dream it and you just think, I have no idea what that means. But it's to push you to God to say, God, what does that mean? What does that represent? What's that symbolic for? Uh, so that's dreams come in the form of, um, or dreams come to give us direction. Uh, like, as I said, like my dream life has absolutely exploded in the last four years, uh, and I've had directive dreams. I've had dreams that give me understanding about certain situations, or usually it's about yourself. The majority of dreams that you dream are about yourself. Even though they have other people in them they, that represent certain things to you, it's usually about yourself. Um, They bring love to you. It might be someone that represents God in the dream and that you just feel love through the dream. They can bring warnings to you. Uh, I've had a dream that... uh 
an, an intruder came into my home and I literally took them out with a stabbing motion and uh, they died. And in the dream, I got compensated a million dollars. Like, how good is that? I'm just like, oh my gosh, I love that dream. And God um, unpacked it and explained what it was for, something that I was fighting for and that I was going to get victory over it. So it's like really symbolic. Um, they, they bring encouragement to you. Dreams bring encouragement. I had a dream earlier this year um, that a friend that I have... Um, rang me up one day in the morning and, and told me she was pregnant. And um, I was super excited in the dream because, and I wanted to tell everyone, it's like, no, don't tell everyone, it's a secret. Rara. Can I tell John? Anyway, I woke up and I was so encouraged because I've been praying for this friend for two years to have a baby. And so for me then to have a dream uh, that she rings me up and tells me she's pregnant, that was super encouraging for me because it's like, ah. Oh, Funnily enough, she rang me that morning and I knew it wasn't like, you know, the um, outworking of the dream, but I told her that to encourage her that it's like, it's going to happen. I've seen you ring me up. Well, guess what? On Monday this week, I got the call. I got the phone call. She rang me up and she said, I'm pregnant. I'm like, this is the best news. And it was like, because I knew and it gave me this confidence, keep praying and believing because it's going to happen. And that's the sort of thing that dreams can do, encourage you in what you're praying for. The, um, in the Bible, it's full of dreams and visions. There's 220 references in the Bible um, referring to dreams and visions. There's over 60 dreams in the Bible of key figures. Um, King Solomon, he got the gift of wisdom through a dream. Uh, Abraham uh, got the covenant of God in a dream. God warned Pharaoh how to save uh, the people from famine through a dream. He gave Jacob a creative business strategy with the sheep and the speckled sheep and the non-speckled sheep through a dream. He became incredibly successful out of it. So that's where God can give direction out of dreams. God um, encouraged Gideon to go to war through a dream. So our main scripture that we're drawing from is in Joel, Joel 2, 28. And this was our powerhouse conference, outpouring conference scripture of, um, I will pour my spirit out upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. That's seeing things. That's seeing things in the supernatural realm. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your, um, your young men will see, vi see visions. Your old men will dream dreams right? Did you get that? Is it up there? Um, your old men will dream dreams. You know how I remember that? Um, o, old, D, dream, D, dream, O, D, D, odd. It's very odd. Old men will dream dreams. That's one of those things that it's just like, how do you remember that scripture? You were talking memorizing scripture. You have to like have little um, things that go with it. Okay. So you will not forget that now. Okay. Tell me, um, give, us a, give us a wave if you dream dreams. Okay, a lot of people. Put your hand up, Melbourne, in the chat. Uh, give me a wave if you feel like they're God dreams. Less people. Okay, so this is really interesting. I hope that Alex uh, and Keely, you put your hand up in the chat because I know that you dream God dreams, right? I know that probably everybody here dreams God dreams. It's just that we don't recognise them as such. So the key is to writing them down, 
okay, waking up, I can't remember it, can't remember it. The more that you start getting in that, okay, I'm just going to write down what I remember. And then you get into a habit of as soon as you wake up, you think, that was that, that was that, I'm going to write it down. You start just getting into this habit. So it's not like it instantly becomes this um, amazing dream interpretation, remembrance thing. It just, okay, I'm going to write it down and see over time what um, it means. And really, uh, really, the unpacking of it is is the interpretation. I had a dream three and a half years ago that, um, okay, it was, okay, it's weird. All right, you're going to go, wow, okay, whack. But the, it's, it, it all works out. So I had a dream that me and John had super pain in our hands, that we had so much pain in our hands, we had to go to the hospital. We were booked in for surgery to have both our hands cut off like both of us, on the same day. And um, so we actually went the day before to the hospital and uh, we were booked in and we checked in and we saw these people walking around with stumps and they like had the bandages around them and everything and it was just like, oh my gosh, this is massive, this is really significant, like this is going to change our lives. And after a while I'm just like, I can't do it. Like, I'll lose all my touch. Like, I I can't do it. And then within an hour, John's like, I can't either. We're going to have to cancel the surgery. And we said, we're just going to have to put up with the pain in our hands. So, weird, right? You're just like, what on earth does that mean? So, what you have to understand when you're unpacking the interpretation of a dream is what is the main action in the dream? It's like removing something that's causing pain. What is the emotion? It's just like, oh, that would be really bad if that happened, but the relief of cancelling it, of, oh, phew, we're going to keep our touch. And what is going on in your life at the time to um, put context around it? So the context for us at the time was that we'd just taken on uh, the C3 Global Executive Director role, which was a huge role, and we've got our church, and we were planting Melbourne, and uh, we also had C3 Australia, and we were tossing up, is it time to hand over C3 Australia, because, you know, I'm not sure that we could do the three big roles, it's pretty massive. And so uh, in that, in the dream, it was like basically if you chop off C3s, if you um, hand over C3 Australia, it's like chopping off your hands. You're not going to have touch with the pastors in Australia anymore. So can you handle the pain of keeping the role for the next three years uh, and not have the surgery? But it will be painful, but you will have your touch over 105 churches um, in Australia. And so that helped us make a decision okay, we're not going to hand over C3 Australia, now's not the time, we're going to suck it up, we're going to work really hard, we're going to grow in capacity, and, uh, and then in time, down the track, we're able to hand it over. So that was the interpretation of the dream. So it actually gave um, sort of like a direction, but a confirmation that we were doing the right thing, and then we could look back and go, no, God spoke to us through a dream. So that's where the interpretation of it comes into major play, because if you just go, well, I'm not going to get go to hospital, get my hands chopped off. That's, that's literal. It's symbolic. It's symbolic. So many of your dreams is actually, it's what it actually represents. So it's that unpacking. The only way that you're going to do that is by asking God. You have to come to God and go, what does that mean? Why did that happen? Why did that then happen? What does chopping off mean? Why is there relief if we're not? And unpacking it, God speaks to you and when you're positioning yourself to listen. 
And this is the key with hearing from God. It's about positioning yourself to listen. Hearing from God is about positioning yourself to listen. So you can hear from God through your dreams. Keep asking him. It's like Bianca sharing the soap thing this morning. It's like not just reading a scripture. It's what's your observation about that? It's what's the application in my life? What's my prayer out of that? That's unpacking a dream out of it. So the key action might be driving, it might be fighting, it might be um, flying, it might be... I had a dream before we planted um, Melbourne uh, that I was um, in a service and there was a lot of money being given in the offering and then there was salvations in it. How encouraging is that? Because that's like not even symbolic, I don't believe. I feel like that's fair income legit. People are giving and people are getting saved in Melbourne. And that's the key action that was in there. I've had so many dreams about giving birth, recurring dreams, which means God's just keep trying to speak to you about the same thing over and over. That's what recurring dreams is. The key emotion is the strongest feeling that the dream evoked within us. It might be shock or surprise. It might be nervousness. It might be in awe. I had a dream that the queen visited me. Oh my gosh, I love the queen. Like the queen is like my hero. And um, for, (laughs) for the queen to visit me in my house, it was like, in awe. I was so blown away. I was super excited. And God, um, the the interpretation for me was it's the Holy Spirit. Like, what would give me that same level of awe if the Holy Spirit was in my home, which really he is. He is. It's just like, oh my gosh, I'm stoked that the Holy Spirit would live in me, in my house. Um, It could be excited. It could be excitement. And the setting of the dream is how does it match up with your waking life? In what area are you experiencing a similar action or emotion? Uh, What were you working on during the day? What are you praying into at that time? What have you been thinking about as you fell asleep? That's like the context of it. It's not um, necessarily completely unrelated to what's happening. Very symbolic. And uh, you can... um, So in the Bible, there's lots of symbols Uh, The Bible talks about uh, a lion. And on one hand, uh, it talks about the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And another, it says, the righteous are as bold as a lion. And so there's completely opposite symbols representing things. That's where what is symbolic for one person is going to be a completely different um, understanding for another person. So it's not like you can say, this represents this, that represents that, and let me help you interpret all your dreams. Like, that's not... I'm reading books on dream interpretation at the moment, but it's not like I can help you unpack everything because it's for you to go, what does it mean to me? How can I hear from God? And that's the key. What's God trying to say to you in your sleep where nothing else is um, competing for your attention? And he's visiting you and speaking in those night dreams. I love that he does that. I, I believe that everybody can have those dreams from God that will really help you understand things that are going on in your life and give you encouragement. God-given dreams won't contradict Scripture. So why can't you dream? Why can't you dream? Everybody can dream. Everybody can hear from God through dream. Open your mind to go, okay, God gives 
people dreams from him, to hear from him. It's a whole nother way. So that is dreams from God. He can speak to you through your visions and all the rest of it as well. Just talking about the night dreams today. So I want to expand a little bit on desires. All right, we talked about dreams. This is desires. Psalm 37 verse 4 says, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight. What does delight mean? This is huge because we all have desires in our heart. Some of them are godly, some of them maybe not. So some of them uh, will be sanctified through different times. Maybe before you were saved, you had certain desires, but now that you're saved, you find them waning away. Uh, And really, that's the purpose, that's the transformation life, is that God changes our, um, our dream for the future, our vision for our life, the desires in our heart, and they become more aligned with what's his desire for your life and what is his plan and his purpose for you. So for me, I was um, a mum of two and I had two little boys and I wanted to have another baby and I really wanted a baby girl. It was a desire of my heart. And I read this scripture, like John said, the scripture just comes alive to you and it's like God speaking to me about this, uh, this prayer that I have in my heart. And so I wanted to go on this journey. What does it mean to delight yourself in the Lord? If you see the desire of your heart come to pass when you delight yourself in the Lord, then Help me, God, understand what does delighting yourself in the Lord mean? And for me, I just went on this journey of, okay, I want to be thankful. I want to position myself to serve God. I want to praise Him. I want to be full of joy. I want to put Him first in my life. I want to live live a faith-filled life. Mark Batterson, he talks about three things about delighting yourself in the Lord. Enjoy God. Enjoy His presence. Enjoy his word. That's delighting yourself in the Lord. And it's not because we want to get something or we want to see that dream come to pass or we want to see that desire fulfilled. It's because we want relationship and because we want to have God's dreams awakened in us. We want his desires to be in our life. And as you keep worshipping him, that discipline of having a quiet time, of reading the word every day. It turns into devotion, where I'm devoted to you, God, where obeying God is your greatest joy. It's not a striving to, I've got to do the right thing. I've got to obey God. It's like really hard, but it becomes your greatest joy that I love obeying God, putting him first, loving him with all my heart, my soul, my strength, even though it's hard. It's a labor of love serving him, seeking him first. See, desires, the word give, he will give you the desires of your heart. It's translated into conceive. He will conceive desires in your heart. He will birth new desires in your heart. When you become saved and you start that journey of transformation, maybe you're here today, maybe you're watching online and you don't have a relationship with God. In every service, we give you an opportunity to pray a prayer, inviting Jesus into your heart to begin that relationship, which is lifelong and through to eternity, where you can have a relationship with him and you can discover what God wants for you in your life and you can be aligned with that. So if you're birthing, if God's birthing new desires in you, let's face it, we all have sinful and selfish desires. 
I don't need a thumbs up in the chat about that, <laughs> Melbourne and online. You just like you can you can stay silent. That's all good. It's <laughs> don't put your hand up. It's all good. How do we pursue God-ordained desires? Sometimes we just have to ask God, help me, Jesus, help me to want the things that you want for me. And John referred to um, my uh, journey through preaching when I first became a senior pastor and I was in my 20s and I, I knew I had to step up into leadership and I was married to this amazing, awesome preacher and pastor and uh, amazing all-round great guy. And, <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I... I was like, okay, I know I'm going to have to step up, but I I won't ever preach. I'm not that sort of person. I don't like public speaking. I don't like getting up in front of people. It's just something that I, and you know, even as I processed through that, it was like, oh, I feel like God's going to make me. I feel like I'm going to have to. And so I prayed the prayer, God, if you want me to do that, give me a desire to do that because I don't have that right now. I don't have a desire to preach. I feel like I'm, I don't have what it takes and I don't have the, um, you know, that fluency, that articulation gift. But if you want me to do it, I can go on a journey and learn, but you've got to give a desire within me. And I feel like he's done that. Now I get excited when I preach. Now I get excited to share the word of God. Now I get excited to help people. That's like awesome, let me add it, but he put that desire within me. That was a God-given desire because I did not have it. And that's what he can do for you. And of course, after I delighted myself in the Lord and went on that journey, and he did give me the desire of my heart, and my daughter Gemma is the result of all of those prayers. Oh, thank you, Jesus. She's amazing. I love it. So, John mentioned this story about Liam, <laughs> how we bumped into Liam um, on, the, on, on the river. And uh, I just, as I was thinking about it, it's, you know, sometimes we have this question, how can I know that it's God speaking? And as we're talking to him, it became more and more apparent that it wasn't Liam. But you know how you're on the phone to someone and you're like, keep talking. I don't know who it is, but if you keep talking, I'm going to work it out. With, with him, it was like, we're 100% convinced, like 100%. <laughs> Convinced it was Liam. We're like fully having a conversation. But the more he talked, the more we realized it was an imposter. (laughs) It wasn't him speaking to us. It's the same with God. You're like, how do I know that what I'm hearing is God? Just keep talking. Just keep talking. And I'm going to discern that's God. That's not God. So just have to keep listening, asking God to speak to you. And this is why if you're in the scripture, if you're opening your ears, if you're opening your eyes, you'll hear a a message. It will keep coming to you and you'll know it's God. And that's how he can speak to you. Our scripture of the month is out of John 10 verse 27. It says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. This is the QR code, guys. Just pull out your phone and um, get it if you didn't get it last week. My sheep hear my voice. That's us. We're the sheep. All right. We can be a little dumb at times. We can be a little thick and it takes us a while. That's, that's sheep. I don't know why we're compared to sheep, but like they are literally the dumbest um, uh, animal on the planet. I've read into it. And he knows us and, we, and they follow me. That's us. 
we need to learn and discern to hear his voice. We have to keep positioning ourselves to listen. And we do that through our dreams and through our desires. Isaiah 5 verse 8, it says, For my thoughts, God, are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. This is really quite a challenge because it's like, I thought my thoughts were aligned with God. He's saying, your thoughts aren't my thoughts. Your ways aren't my ways. My ways and my thoughts are higher than yours. And this is where we're bringing that in. God, I want to know what your thoughts are for my life. God, I want to submit to you. Would you speak to me? I want to listen to you. Allow God to speak to you about your desires. Ask God to speak to you through dreams. And start learning that whole interpretation process of God, unpack it for me. What is it that you're trying to say through this dream? I would encourage you, as we're going on this whisper series and hearing from God, learning how to hear the voice of God through these seven different ways. Open your heart. God, I want to hear from you. I want to learn how to listen more. And open your heart to hear through dreams and desires. Next week... um, Dan Frecker is preaching at Melbourne East. You're going to hear from him. And Teresa is going to be preaching here on our Sunshine Coast throughout the week in groups. You're going to be watching little videos on the Whisper series and then discussing it. So right now I'm going to hand back to Ebony Frecker at Melbourne East. God bless you guys. Have an amazing day. We love you. You're awesome. I want us to um, really hear today... Uh, have a moment to hear from God. I don't want to just um, give this in theory. I want us to uh, just workshop it out. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning? Because God is here and he wants to speak to you. You know, in um, the Bible, it talks about Samuel as a little boy and he heard the voice of God. He's like, Samuel, Samuel. He thought it was Eli. He kept going and say, yeah, what is it that you want? He's, eventually, Eli said, you know what? It's actually not me. It must be God. Just go back and say, every, the next time you hear your name called, say, speak, Lord, because your servant is listening. That's the position that I want us to take this morning. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Why don't you close your eyes this morning? Online too, you can hear from God and receive him. That scripture, I will pour my spirit out upon all flesh. God's pouring his spirit out upon you. He's pouring his spirit out. Thank you, Jesus. What I'm doing is I'm creating this atmosphere here for you to hear from God. Sometimes we just need to stop. We need to position ourselves to listen. Closing your eyes is good because you just have less distractions. And just tuning your ear to the voice of God. We invite you, Holy Spirit, to come and breathe on us. Oh, that you would pour your spirit out upon all flesh. As we wait on him right now, feel like, ask God to speak to you. Some of you will see pictures. You'll see, might be a little video, might be just a still, might be an impression that you get. Others will hear words or you'll see words. Or maybe you'll see symbols. Just position yourself.
to hear from him today. He's speaking to you. He wants your attention. You've got to tune out the thoughts that come in the natural. And just step into the spirit zone. This is where God is. This is where he meets you. Raboshuranda. Just play that fresh wind song. Thank you, Jesus. You give us ears to hear. You give us eyes to see. If you've seen something, if you heard something, just say, what else, Lord? What else is there about that? Is there something else for me? Or you might ask him to explain what it is that you're seeing. What does that mean? Maybe there's a question that you need an answer for. Just ask it of him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Maybe you hear a sound. It's rushing wind. It's water. Just ask God, what's that mean for you? Hearing from God, it can be like a conversation. So you're asking a question, he's giving an answer. You're asking another question, he keeps speaking to you. Telling some people today how much he loves you. Receive that today. He has such a deep love for you. You're his son, his daughter, and he's put his arms around you with that father's love. He wants you to receive that today. That's the message that he's sending you. Thank you, Jesus. I see a prodigal son or daughter returning to the house of God. I see God visiting them in a spiritual encounter where he calls them and they have an encounter with him. It might be through a dream, it might be through a vision or an audible voice, but I see that for one of your sons or daughters that it's like, okay, I can't deny this anymore. My eyes have been opened and I see into the supernatural that God is the only way. I see that for you today, parents, and bring encouragement to you that God, as you pray, you say, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. You can love and you can pray. You can love and you can pray. You pray that God would visit your son or daughter in a supernatural encounter. Give me a wave if that's you today. I want to know if you're resonating with that. So many people. Would you come out the front? I want to pray for you. I want to pray that God would visit your sons and daughters. Come on, if that's you online, believe that that's a word from God for you. Keep hearing from God if you're in that place. 
you can see. Can I have our ministry team just come out and pray in agreement, our ministers? Pull your spirit out. Pull your spirit out. The holy anointing. The power of your presence. Pull your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, we need, and we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven. Pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, a holy anointing, the power of your presence. Pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, we need, and we need a fresh wind, we need it, Lord. Come and pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, a holy anointing, the power of your presence, pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out, come on, and pour your spirit out, and pour your spirit out, 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 pour your spirit out. Pour your spirit out. Let's sing, let all the redeemed. Come on, everyone. And let all the redeemed prophesy and sing. And we can hear the wind blowing, blowing, blowing. Move upon our praise. Sons and daughters sing. We can hear the wind blowing, blowing. Sing, let all the redeemed, let all the redeemed prophesy and sing. And we can hear the wind blowing, blowing, blowing. Move upon, move upon our praise, Lord. We pray, we sing, we can hear the wind blowing, blowing, and we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out. We pray today, Lord, come and pour your spirit out, a holy anointing. The power of your presence, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out. We need, and we need a fresh wind, the fragrance of heaven, pour your spirit out, pour your spirit out, a holy anointing. 
the power of your presence pour your spirit out pour your spirit out come on pour it out so pour your spirit pour your spirit out pour your spirit come on we're hungry for you Lord God come and pour it out pour your spirit out pour your spirit out pour your spirit out pour your spirit out We never tire of your presence, Lord. We love your presence, Jesus. We delight ourselves in you today. Come on right now. Why don't you just close your eyes and delight in the Lord. Delight in his presence. Let his love wash over you. Beautiful. 
who felt like they heard from God in that moment. We listened to him. Give us a wave. We heard him speak to you, gave pictures. See, it's just about positioning yourself to listen to him. And when you do that, you find he speaks to you. And this is our challenge for us as a church right now, that we would position ourselves to listen to God, that we would hear from him and we would be obedient to what he says. God bless you guys. Awesome morning. I'm going to hand back to Teresa.